Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. We know you're real. We know. Yeah. We know this isn't like an AI-generated campy. <laughs> but it is weird seeing, like, for some reason, your camera is showing, like, you're you're in, like, sepia tone. This is like... Yeah. It's like, like when now, you go to six Now, now you're sepia tone, and you sound like you're at the bottom of a well. In trying to fix the camera, you've ruined the audio. Okay. One sec. Yo. Hey, I would uh, call this a bit of a rough start, but we'll see. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> We've had way rougher starts than <laughs> we've had starts that never even happened. <laughs> we've, we've, done, like, we've, we've done brother, segments where we forgot to hit the record button. We've done shows where we forgot to hit the record button. Like <laughs> nothing's worse than that moment. That happened where once. I look up in the corner, no record light on. I was the one that had to tell you that. I noticed well, it. I was the dummy that didn't notice either. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is no. Neither of us was the smart one in this scenario. <laughs> If there was anything that we weren't that day, smart. On, smarter on top of things or professional or noticed stuff. But we were, we had done, we done, Russ, we did two segments that day. Yeah. Without hitting record. And at the end of the second one, I think it was because I went to pause the recording and realized there was no recording to pause. <laughs> and that was like, it hit, it, it just hits you all at once that like the last 40 minutes has been for nothing. No one will ever hear it. It might as well have been a phone call between me and Russ. And I was like in the position of, man, I don't I don't even want to be the one to point this out. But hey, Russ, uh, we didn't hit record. <laughs> the look of disbelief. It was Russ's more face. like Dis- I'm, I'm, all at once disbelief and no- and very much believing very much knowing. Oh, no, that is what happened. I wasn't mad at Jason. I was more mad at myself that I didn't see it either. And I'm like, I can't believe that that just happened. And then it's the what do we do? Like, we were we were recording at that time because we couldn't record another time, and I think we had to have some fail safe. But like, it was bad. That was a bad day, Campy. It was a bad day. Because you know, it'll never be as good the second time because the reactions are never as genuine, and people that are able to make it seem as such, it's like I don't I don't know about that. Like. People that are able to fake the reaction to that extent, I'm like, I don't know if I can trust you. We didn't try to redo those segments, and I don't, I don't know if this is a positive or negative in this situation. This was like a year ago, maybe. There's two segments that we did that we didn't record. They were bad. They weren't good anyway. <laughs> I mean, just a complete bomb in every way. Horrible. Better for the listeners that they never heard it. Probably. Yeah. But but almost we kind of it's kind of like a. Uh, it's kind of like a Chicago Bears type success where it's like we were saved by our own incompetence. That sounds about right. 
Like like the way the Bears avoided the whole Deshaun Watson thing just by being really bad at drafting quarterbacks. Not not by being like perceptive and seeing trouble coming down the road with him or something. Waiting for that moment from the Bulls. Here's my thing. I was gonna say I never want to talk about I don't want to talk about the Bears this week. If I never talked about the Bulls again, Mm -hmm. I'd be happy. Sad. I there's no one that wants to hear about any of that. No one in Chicago wants to hear about either of those teams, I don't think. And none of our listeners beyond Chicago, which is a lot, uh, want to hear about that. This is the only thing I'll say about it. Those are local teams. You know, you realize to like the majority of the country, if we're talking about those teams, it might as well be like we're talking about like a local high school team that they've never heard of. Yeah. Except for Most- the fact that the Bears get just thrown in everybody's face Bro, the, the five times a year. On Monday night and played like that, the NFL deserved every bit of that. Say what you want about the Chicago market. They'll be on again. They'll be on again for the reason you just said. For the Chicago Mm -hmm. market, they'll be on again. They'll put them – there's there's like some unscheduled games coming up in week 15, and the Bears are playing Cleveland, and that is going to be like a standalone national game, I I promise you. Like that is not – it's not been determined yet. I think think, uh, maybe Friday, maybe the day this episode comes out, they have to decide it. I bet you that the Bears get – Bears-Browns. With the Browns having a backup quarterback, somehow gets put in one of these standalone national games on that Saturday. The Bears Chicago market, man. Blacko should never be on. That doesn't that doesn't happen to the Jaguars or the Dolphins or teams you, you want know, to see. teams that I know, but I mean it doesn't happen to those teams when they're bad because those teams don't have a big TV market. But just think about always all the, does all the teams in the biggest markets: the Jets and the Giants. Bad and brutal. Bad. The Rams yep. are fine. The Chargers are annoying. No, those are bad teams. Both bad teams. Them. Yeah, then the Bears. Bad. I mean, your top well, three markets are a total right dud. I actually watched a little bit of football this week, a little bit of NFL, because uh, the Bears were playing on Monday. So I watched the Bills-Eagles game, and I watched the Sunday night game, the Ravens and the Chargers. And the Chargers are so frustrating to me. They're wasting Justin Herbert's career in so many ways. And they're a team that nobody cares about. And the Bills are kind of fascinating. Both these teams are the teams that lost in those games I watched. The Bills are kind of fascinating because everything that they have and all that they've accomplished, it looks like the window's closed now that fast. Like, you can build it. And they'll get another window because they've got the quarterback. Um, And the Eagles, like, I still don't think I've seen them play well. I don't think I've seen them play amazing. But they can't lose. Because they're, they're the better best, than everybody else. They're the best roster in the league, so their B game beats everybody else. And uh, the, and the Ravens look like they could play in the Super Bowl. They could be Eagles-Ravens. I mean, Roquan Smith looks unbelievable. Two guys in that game, that Sunday night game, two guys looked amazing to me. Roquan Smith and Kyle Mack. They both looked incredible. Yo, Kyle, I don't know what he did. He might have taken the Popeye spinach. But he looks like he got another five in him for sure. Yeah, he does look a little, um, like, a little inflated. I think he looks leaner in the fact that when he was, like, on the Bears and those last couple years on the Raiders, like, he was jacked out of his mind. And because of some of the soft tissue stuff, I think he went for a leaner Mm. look in terms of, like, less mass on the muscles. Okay. Maybe it's just the jersey that makes him look a little fuller to me, but it is a lighter has, jersey than he's worn in the past. That guy has never been bad. 
He, he, I don't know how he's on a third team because he has never been well, bad. Well, both teams have been bad. Yes. He's also but, never been bad at converting his play into good contracts. But he should. Yeah, absolutely. Like, when has anyone overpaid Kali Mack? Because it's not happening right now. He's worth 27 or 30 or whatever. It, like, worth every penny if you could afford it. I think he had two sacks in that game. He was just him and Roquan Smith were everywhere. And it was like, ooh, imagine those two on the same defense. That'd be incredible. Oh, wait. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was incredible. Where I, now? Oh, yeah. I think Campy made it. I think Campy took a big step this week and uh, in his personal life. And we were talking about this right before you came on while we were trying to figure out what was up with his camera, which still looks like he's in the Old West. It See still looks uh, Campy. See, yeah, it looks like one of these like staged photos uh, at Great America at Six Flags, mm-hmm. like you know Campy and his family at the saloon, and you got the facial hair for it too, Campy. But but Campy Campy went to Thanksgiving at his girlfriend's house. Mm, well, we got to get into that. I want to know how much feedback and static you got. Let's be honest here, because mm-hmm. everyone has to do this at some point. Yes. How much feedback and static did you get from the family? And is this the first time that that's happened? I've done holidays with her family, so this wasn't that big of a deal. We've only been dating for a little over a year, but it feels like because of the spot where both of us are, a lot of things were accelerated timeline-wise of just like, listen, here's the stuff. Here's what matters from jump, like before we even met. So it really was able to, we were able to start further ahead, but Mm -hmm. still, you're spending almost a week with her family in a place where this is like downstate Illinois, essentially halfway between Springfield and St. Louis. So there is zero. There's nothing there outside of the actual property that you're staying on. The house is really nice. The property <laughs> Russ was Ill. cool. Russ looks ill as you described that landscape. I'm sure they were nice people. There was an arcade machine in the basement. That was clutch. Over 5,000 games on one arcade machine. You're going to play all 5,000. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Over time, it was like everybody everybody knew what it was. So like throughout the day, it's like, okay, I'm going to go do this. Hey, I might go get a little work done. So within the walls, everybody knew, hey, you're allowed to have time for you and do your thing. But we got along well. Everything went fine. Uh, The Thanksgiving food was very good. I was wondering, you know, what is this going to be like? What are the differences between my family Thanksgivings, which are probably fairly traditional and how different did they do stuff? So it was an experience, but I was full on Thanksgiving. There were leftovers for the other days we were there and uh, everything seemed to be good. I'm good with everybody and I'm on the uh, the stocking, like they draw names for stockings for Christmas. So I got added to the grab bag for that. This oh, year, that's so. big. Like a secret Step- Santa type thing. That's big. Yeah. Steps are being taken. Wow. So, so I'm, so everybody stayed at this place, which mm-hmm. is cool. I know how I am campy. I would have struggled with that green yes same because and my dad is like this too where yo i will see all the family in the world mm-hmm. i'll stay over late we'll be out there having a good old time but at the end of the night i'm uber into my hotel i'm a thousand percent with you and your dad on that i know that wasn't an option here but yeah. i russell robert dorsey would have struggled yes. being like I don't they it didn't sound like there was much of a hotel near where Campy was staying. Right, right. Uh, no. But you now you know, I'm sure you know people. I know people 
that think that you and I would be are crazy for that. Like, what do you mean you don't want to stay? No, no, no. But you, I'm, I'm not no, saying. I, that no, you're I wrong. hear you. I'm just saying you understand you. there are there are people that are for the sure. opposite of this. One thousand percent. One thousand percent. My yeah, wife talks about that with people, and they're like, it it feels like you're disrespecting them. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's not that at all. I love mm. and appreciate the offer of you even opening up your home, but I should go home. Yeah, everybody needs their time to decompress at the end of the night. And that's nothing against anybody. That's just, you know, everybody has their routines and you want to be able to go through your routines without being judged or whatever. The nice part about this is every like couple had their own room. The children had a room. So like, even though you're all there, it feels like there's just enough separation to where you can get a little bit of that feeling. And also just like real cool family that like, there's no judgment with a lot of, like with a lot yeah. of things. So it, it's an environment where they make you feel welcome. So, and that's not just me saying it because there's a chance they listen. That's legit what it is. Because if it wasn't that, then, you know, I might not have gone. Who knows? And, and it's like, and that's awesome. And that's not like Kimmy had a great time. Like, but let's say, let's take the opposite side. Let's say Kimmy mm -hmm. did not have a great time. Okay. And he wants to like let off on his girl. Like, why the hell would you bring me here knowing that your family like this? Yeah. You can't do that if I got to stay and still be around him. Also, what if we want to canoodle <laughs> while we out here? There ain't nothing else to do. I don't trust these walls. I've never been here before. We don't know how thin they are. I don't want your mama to hear this. That's a, <laughs> what are we doing? Just like, you just like channeled Tony Gill in this whole conversation. <laughs> canoodle and the clapping well i'm trying to not be okay crass. unlike tone i care that my mom listens to this podcast right. you're, you're making it seem like that didn't happen. the clapping noise i mean well the clapping noise is different than saying what that clapping noise actually means <laughs> yeah okay true you're you're Go making ahead, it sound, respond, you're making respond. it sound like the clapping noise didn't happen can't be now that's come on russ was being Russ was being all careful and delicate. And I didn't thinking confirm. Of all the moms that listen to this. I and did you not just had to go right there. I did not confirm nor deny that it happened. I'm just saying. And good for Campy if it did. But all I'm saying is I wouldn't feel the most comfortable sure. getting my shit off in somebody else's home with everybody there. Like the kids, you don't, you know how kids are. They busting in. To, to, come on, man. Kids my don't kid. knock. My kids are old enough to know better, and we've told them a thousand times, like, you never, we haven't told them why, but we told them you never come in our room without knocking and getting it all clear, and they still do it, and they do it, and they love to barge right in in the middle of the night, and man, when, you're, when your kid walks in in the middle of the night, even if nothing's happening, but especially if something's happening, like, man, it better be for a good reason. Dog, I'm going to say It better not be, I dropped my flashlight, because man, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to say this, and my parents are going to be pissed. I think back to my time as a child and seeing the door closed and thinking, nah, I can go in there. <laughs> <laughs> and like, they don't mean me. My parents' room, like you walk in and there's a, a wall and then you walk in and I'm, and now just thinking about doing that, how many ever times I did it, I'm like, I was a pain in the ass. <laughs> Because I know, I knew me and my parents will never have a conversation about this, by the way. I know they're listening. We'll never have a conversation about it, but I knew, I know now. Didn't know that. I know now. And my we, we, we can put elevator music over this part if it will make you feel more comfortable no, 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 no. at the next family get together. I don't want to. <laughs> but it's just like, 
We'll never talk about it. It will go unspoken, but I'm sorry. I didn't know. My kids always bust in, like, walk right into the bathroom when the door is closed and I'm in there. And I, I feel like I can't remember, I can't remember to lock the bathroom door every time I go in. I tell them, like, hey, you're the one that's going to be scarred for life, not me. I'm fine. <laughs> like, I'll have no memory of this, like, in a week. You'll never forget it. You might not want to bust in the bathroom when someone's in there with the door closed. Kids barge in. And so because of that, imagine Campy's meeting all these little nieces and nephews and cousins for the first time. And then him and his girl late one night, like they doing what lovers do. And all of a sudden, a niece or nephew walks in without knocking, thinking it's playtime still. And Campy uh-huh. think it's playtime. <laughs> 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 now you got a seven-year-old looking at ass, and it's campies, right? And that, and that becomes that's unfortunate like for everybody. It's told at every Thanksgiving for the next thirty years, probably. <laughs> Thankfully, there were only two kids, and they go to bed way before everybody else. And what's nice about the location is their bedroom is right next to their parents' bedroom, and if they're gonna bug anybody. They're going to bug their parents, but there's also a, they have a monitor in the room. So they've kind of been trained and are used to, if there's an issue, they're hitting up the monitor so that the parents can make the choice to come in there or to tell them to shut the hell up. God, oh man, I would never give my kids that kind of access to me. <laughs> they got a button they can push to yeah, summon me like I'm their crazy. butler. I'm thinking about that yeah. if he's playing it. I'm like, yeah, like I'm freaking Alfred. Crazy. <laughs> parents on call. Get your yes, ass ch- in this room. Yes, yes, children. Yes, children. You beeped. Does, does someone need a vanilla wafer or some juice? Now here, yeah, my right. mom probably Ooh. prefer that because she'd want me and my brother going, "Mom, mom, mom, mom," all day. <laughs> you just turn the button off. I yeah. started telling my kids, like, I know I'm gonna eventually. I'll miss like getting to put them to bed and tuck them in or anything, but like bedtime, just once they hit seven, bedtime takes like an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And this is at the end of the day after you've been at work and you've been dealing with things in the house and you've been doing all this stuff. And like, you think you've closed up shop. You, you think like the business is closed, the restaurant, we've swept it up. You know, the chairs are up, everything we're done. I can punch out. And then they get up like six times over the course of an hour and a half and you're never done. But now they're old enough. Now they're, you know, almost 10 and 12. And I've gotten to the point where I'm like, look, you guys do whatever you want. But when I was 12, I just went to bed. Nobody was like tucking me in and stuff like that. So I'm telling you guys, you need to be in bed at nine, but nobody's bothering me and mom after about 730. Okay. You guys are welcome to be anywhere in the house that we're not that do whatever you want and make sure you're in bed on time. I'm with it. That was a lot of pressure, Campy. Were you? Did you feel like you were under a lot of pressure spending a week with the in-laws? I mean, you had kind of both sides. I was thinking originally of... You know, you having to tell your family, like, hey, I'm with her this holiday. But I didn't mm-hmm. really at first consider the other side that you were like kind of on trial there for a week. I feel like more and this could be just me being an idiot and not thinking of it as much. But I've, I've been over there for other holidays to where I feel like those were closer to the interrogations mm-hmm. that this was more. Hey, we're just going to be here. We're going to be hanging out. Once the kids go to bed, we're making drinks, we're having fun. They got a lot of games and like, that's just what we were doing. 
So that's, and really that's what it ended up being. So this was one where like a lot of them work in hospitality. So it's just like their nature to be like, we want everybody to be laid back, to have fun, to not, to not have to like think about everything. So that's really what it ended up being. Like, was there a thing here and there that came up, not whether related to me or not, that it's like, you're kind of sitting there just like, it's going to stay out of this one. Sure. Because it's a family that's together for that long, mm-hmm. of course. But mm-hmm. like when it when it was related to me, at least to my face, it was all good. And we had fun. And yeah, it's one of those where I realistically could not have asked for anything better. It, Russ, for me, like I was in these shoes when I was 19, 20, 21. That was when I went through this. Early. And very early. And AA, it was a drastic difference from in culture because my wife is from rural Louisiana, West Louisiana, East Texas. And I grew up in the Chicago suburbs and even going to the South for school was in new Orleans, which is not the classic rural South at all. But being that age that I was, I was not as confident and secure probably as I would be now. I'm going into these situations thinking I need all these people to like me. I need all these people to sign off on me instead of realizing like, no, you hold on a second. You need me to like you because I'm doing this either way. And you, you're going to want me bringing people back for holidays. And maybe I'm not so crazy about you. You know, what's crazy about that is I, I think the exact same way you do on that. But I think there are a lot of people out there. They're like, Hey man, my family don't like you. It's not going to work. I think there were, especially in like, Especially when you're young, when you're maybe like you and Campy's generation, that was more of a thing on one side. Uh, I think my generation, especially and younger, they don't care. Half of the kids don't like their family. <laughs> We're just like, I don't <laughs> care if your family like me or not. So it don't matter if I like you, which is cool in theory, but it does make it easier when everybody likes everybody. Yeah. Have you had a situation? Have you had a dating situation where? in either direction, it's been vetoed essentially by the family where you've said, Hey, you know, and maybe you didn't even say why, but you knew it was cause it's like my parents were, did not like this person or maybe the other way around. Well, one, I'm me doc, you know, I'm okay. Yeah. But he doesn't date. I mean, come on. I'm look how charming. charming I, that, well, he means cause how charming he is. That There you go. It's Which like, he is. Come on, he is. What family, what family doesn't want this to be a part? I can't picture you ever making a bad impression. But also, I've, I'm, I'm very conscious of the family meat. Like that's a, it's, yo, ah, he sent. All right, can't be. Um, <laughs> it's a line for me where it's just like I don't know if we should like do that part yet because I think you take yourself to another step. Also, fun fact: I've never had a young lady meet my parents ever. No. Wow, that's a high bar to clear. So, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's like a checkpoint to reach then. Yeah, all the, the, uh, the next yeah. one to do it, she probably won. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just it's just um it's a boundary I have that I haven't been able to clear yet for myself. Because hmm. I think I think highly of that in both directions, right? Like I don't want to meet somebody's parents if I don't know if this is gonna continue. 
nor would I want that the other way around because everybody like everybody, and then it's just like, hey, this is not gonna work out, and now yeah. you're sad, and that could mm-hmm. go the other way, right? Yeah, the f- parents pressuring you to keep it together when you don't want to. Yeah, a lot of yeah. dynamics. But yeah, I, I haven't had that, uh, you know, as a personal experience. Someday though, I kind of like I wouldn't mind you. Like you couldn't meet my parents, and some are like, yeah, probably not. Less of right. those. Russ must apply that to all his relationships, even non-romantic, because I've never met his parents either. That's more of a circumstance thing than anything. That's just like place and time. That's not a, we'll make that happen. Okay. We'll make that happen. Let's start our show. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host, Russ Dorsey. Looking good in the, uh, is that a quarter zip fleece? Yeah, or that's or something? a quarter zip. Look, it looks very comfortable. Like, it is. Like, yeah, like you should have a cigar and a. Little, what is it called? A a chalice. Yeah, something like that. With the with the, your scotch in there. Yeah. And we got our producer, Rick Camp. Sepia Campy. <laughs> yeah. So, like, this doesn't affect you guys listening to this, but it, it is weird. For some reason, there's some tint or filter on his camera, and it is like Campy is coming to us from days when you would have your show notes written out on parchment or something like, i mean this looks like yeah. campy coming to us from a lifetime movie that's pretty yeah good. but except except he's got earbuds in it's very it's very <laughs> right confusing. they threw it off yeah. like time yeah i'm really throwing off the period piece part of this yeah. but yeah i don't know why my computer's not recognizing my uh camera that i usually plug in so i'm just rolling with the one built in on this computer and this is not the newest computer in the world so it kind of checks out uh, either way whether you're from the old west or you put it on you know some kind of unicorn filter or whatever we've been very happy to have rick camp for the last month or so a couple of months uh filling in for tony gill he's with us for a couple more weeks here camp you've done great thank you you've done excellent you've done excellent behind the scenes that that's like my really all i hope to get pretty much if we ever have a sub for tony but you've been awesome on the show too i'm sure the listeners have really enjoyed having you it's always fun to be here. I say it I say it every week, and it probably sounds disingenuous to some, but it's not. I enjoy being part of the show when I'm able to be. Campy's got some sheets and giggles on the way. Sheets and giggles is uh, sending Campy some sheets so that he can uh, roll around in those and get back to us with his feedback. Uh, Cuppage. Hey, you ain't been cupped till you got cupped by the sheets and giggles. I, I think you'll have those by the next episode. I'm very awesome. hopeful that you will have those before the next episode. Hey, and tell your new family, sheetsgiggles.com forward slash SA. Get their $23 off. Buy one, get one. Like, come on. Yeah. Our show is brought to you by Sheets and Giggles. You go to our link, sheetsgiggles.com slash SA. And we normally tell you about the uh, the promo code, and you could still use that, but they have a kind of a better deal going on right now. They have a really good deal going through the month of December. Buy one, get one half off. So whatever you buy, you buy two things, you know, buy something for yourself, buy something for a gift. You're going to get one of those things half off. And that's, that's a lot of savings. That's pretty good. Great savings at sheets and giggles. I got my pillow this week. Ah, oh. and I love that pillow, man. It's really good stuff, man. But they say I'm pillow- very critical of pillows, very critical of pillows. It's I have such a hard time finding the right pillow. And if I stay at a hotel and they have bad pillows, which happens, you know, every now and then you're at kind of a lower price, lower tier hotel. And some of the not lower prices got shitty pillows. It's true. I, I don't sleep well in that situation. And it's and it's like a backbreaker to me, man, because I live in a house with three kids 
and a dog. So that road sleep is precious. However many nights a year where I get to sleep in the hotel room, go to bed when I want to go to bed, have it the temperature I want and the quietness that I want. And then you get there and they got bad pillows. It's like, oh, these sheets and giggles pillows. They said that they're adjustable. And I was like, how is a pillow adjustable? That doesn't even make sense. But they are. They give you this little sack, this little like tote thing. And you can take stuffing out of the pillow to adjust it and put it in there and save it. And if you want to fluff it back up or if you're going to, you know, your wife is going to use it or something and you and she wants it more full or you want it less full or whatever, it is actually adjustable. And it's very convenient that they give you the thing to put it in. Our show is also brought to you by BetMGM. You can go to BetMGM.com or download the BetMGM app and get this offer with promo code ADJACENT1000. Your first bet with BetMGM gets paid back in free future betting credits up to $1,500 if you don't win. This is, I think, the last weekend of college football before the Bulls, so you can bet on that. Still got several more weeks of NFL, plenty of other stuff to bet on. You can bet on the NBA. I was watching the NBA in-season tournament games, and I like that. I'm not really bothered by this kind of fake controversy of people being mad about running up the score. Like, it. It's okay if that's part of the rule. I was watching some of these games uh, Tuesday night, uh, Miami, Milwaukee, and Golden State, Sacramento. Those were some good games, and I'm, that's fun in the regular season. I, I've been hating on the tournament just because I hated it from the start, and I felt like I don't like somebody telling me something should be important and that we should just care. But the games have been good. I'll give it that. The courts are still terrible. Some, of, there's some, some of them are awful. Some like There are okay. very few that are good. And I think if the visual quality is what you're going, like if the product is what you're going for and you're going to make a big deal about it on TV, they have to look good on TV. And a lot of these floors do not. They'll get there. A lot of them do not, though. Like the uh, the Pelicans one is just, I couldn't imagine watching Anyone a that is game. red is horrible. Because it's yeah. horrible on TV. That's a lot, too. You're right. The Heat ones uh, with the Heat jersey, where it's just it just literally says Heat culture. Like those, what they should do is have the pop of color be like inside the three point line and then have whatever the more like muted color is, have that be your rest of the court. Yeah. Make it make like the stripe down the middle thing. I get it's like, oh, look, an in season tournament trophy. Like, but there's no league smarter about this. There's no league that you feel more confident in that they'll figure it out and make it better and make it interesting than the NBA. True. Like if ba- if baseball was doing this, you would have zero confidence that Manfred was going to like really get this exactly right eventually. If there is the one NBA thing will. that Adam Silver does, he going to try to be creative with something and he going to try to get paid. Yeah. And I I mean as the commissioner and basically a CEO of a business, what you what you, that's what you're trying to do. Um and and so like with the Skims deal, Kim, y'all making money, official draws of the NBA. <laughs> and then TMZ catches them outside. I'm wearing some right now. Like, I get it. I get it. Right, like, you think this in-season tournament debuting the year before the new media rights deal is going to be negotiated is a coincidence? No chance. It, they've made it such a big deal in year one. ESPN and TNT are going to have blended broadcasts for the semifinal and championship rounds. I the reason that I like it, I, I hear you. You don't like being told what to do. I'm with you. I don't like being told care about this, even if you don't. But I will say the alternative was games in November that nobody cares about. Even the big matchups in November, it's just it's just a Tuesday night in November. 
this is a little more interesting. And the financial stake for the players, you know, the winning team gets everyone on the team gets half a mil. While LeBron James might not need the half a mil, that's, you know, toll changed for him. He knows that it matters to a lot of the other guys on the team and probably cares about helping them get there. Half a mil. But you can bet on that. You can bet on NFL. You can bet on practically everything over at BetMGM. Use our promo code adjacent1000 uh, over at BetMGM.com or on the BetMGM app. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Campy, I wanted to ask you one more question about your Thanksgiving. Okay. Because you had mentioned being downstate Illinois and Mm -hmm. people around the country might not have any concept of this because Illinois is such a northern state, but only really part of this state is northern in the way that you think. You don't have to go far. I mean, you get down to like Joliet and it starts to feel pretty southern. So how, and you grew up here, you grew up in the Chicago suburbs, born and yeah. raised. Mm-hmm. So what is the, what was the ex- cultural shift for you being down there? Was it very southern or kind of what you're used to? It was it was kind of what I expected in terms of the joke is everything south of I-80, which is around like that Joliet-ish area, might as well be Iwatucky. Everything south of like yeah. the south suburbs is what that means, basically, to mm-hmm. those of you that don't live in the Chicago area. Yeah. So you don't have like from where I live, where I'm basically due west. So if you go due west of Chicago and you go south, what what is that? Maybe an hour? Like, Not far. You don't have to go far. Right. Like it's maybe an hour and then it's a whole different state at that point. Now in this town, we barely saw anybody. Like it was when you get down to the exit where you get off of the highway, it's to the left is a town that has a lot of gas stations. Looks like your typical, you stop off there on, on the middle of your trip and there's lights. And then the other side is very dark and you can't see anything. That's the way we went for about like 10, 15 <laughs> minutes to get to this place. And you just, you don't see a whole lot of people. Like we had to take the side-by-side that they had. So just like a four-seater off-road type thing that we took around the paths on their property. We had okay. to take it into town to get gas at some point. If, uh, if that's a sign wow. of, uh, of what this was. Yeah. Like I want to say the town in and of itself had maybe a thousand people population. So this is very much a go hang out with family and mess around on the property, which was a couple acres. And it's like a really nice property. There's a couple of ponds and all that type of thing, but you're not going for everything that's around it. Let's put it that way. So what was in this town of a thousand people? And I know this is of interest to you, Campy. What is the food situation? Yeah. What's the best restaurant in that town? We made food for every meal. Like there was, I think, or, and then it, if we really wanted, we get Jimmy John's while making a Walmart run or something. So okay. that, ha- that happened a couple of times. Now, one thing there was that I don't, I don't feel like I didn't know was up this in this area. 
was there was Jack in the Box attached to one of the gas stations, and I've never had Jack in the Box. Oh. But we it just like didn't line up to be able to get there. So at some point I will do that, but I just didn't know even even in that part of Illinois that Jack in the Box was anywhere near it. And isn't it the tacos, like the Jack in the Box tacos are in theory what you get if you're going there? I think the general theory on Jack in the Box is you go there when you're high. Okay. Regardless of what you order. I'll make that like, happen yes. next time then. Well, they do burgers and fries and milkshakes and stuff like that, but they do also do tacos, which I would see a step down from even Taco Bell, which mm-hmm. is fast food, but at least that's what they do, to getting tacos at a non-taco, non-Mexican food chain. So I've never had the tacos at Jack in the Box. It doesn't seem like something I would try. Okay. So I just looked up populations. The like bigger town that this house is part of is actually. What's the town, Campy? Can you say it? Yeah. It's Gillespie. Gillespie. Okay. Yeah. So the exit people would get off of on the highway that people seem to know the other town more is Litchfield. And the. That sounds sounds middle of nowhere. Yes. That 100%. That sounds to it. Yeah. So this is a little village within the town that's called Eagerville, and Eagerville has a population of 122. Humans. Humans. Okay. Many more deer. Litchfield, uh, there's an Orange is New Black. That's the name of the prison. That's why I was like, isn't there a prison there? But no, that's fiction. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. I was like, Good. there's a jail there. No, I'm in the show. I'm glad you can distinguish between TV and real life. Hey, sometimes yeah. you blew it too. The closest experience I've had to that campy was during Hurricane Katrina. I lived in my wife's hometown in rural Louisiana for like four months. And that was considered the town. She had relatives and stuff that lived not in town and would have to drive into town, into Leesville, Louisiana, to go to Walmart and stuff like that. But even from there, Russ, it was still, it was an hour from there to a mall. You had to go to Alexandria for everything. And you probably never even heard of Alexandria, but Alexandria's got an airport. That goes to like three cities and they've got a mall. That's that's where Target is. The only things in this town uh, that I was in were they had Walmart and they had pretty much all the fast food. But that was it. I would want no parts of anything like that. They had a steakhouse that was pretty good and they had Sonic, which is pretty good, especially, you know, growing up in Chicago. We didn't have Sonic when I was a kid, so I was kind of amazed by Sonic. Now it's everywhere. Yeah, now you realize you go there for cherry limeades, ice cream, and maybe the tots because it's really hard to screw up tots. Yeah, everybody should make tots. Onion rings at Sonic also. Okay. Chef's kiss for that. Okay. I don't eat there anymore, but back when I did, onion rings was hidden. By the way, um, Campy, quick mm-hmm. uh, one more fast food thing before we close out the segment that I wanted to mention to you. I have always been a closet Burger King fan. I don't think there are many of us out there. Every time I drive past a Burger King, it's empty. But I do like they started doing this thing. Burger King's always had onion rings. This is what made me think of it, Russ, when you said it. Burger King's always had onion rings. But I'm, I've never wanted to eat a whole cup of onion rings. That's a lot. I've always been like, man, if what I want is fries, and then you accidentally drop a couple onion rings in there. Like fries with like four or five onion rings. And now they have that. Now you can order that. You can order a half and half mix. at Burger King. Yes. It's half onion rings, half fries in the cup. And How many I'm times like, have you done it? This is genius. How many times this have you done it? Want. 
more than I'd care to admit because Burger King is like the only food in the in the terminal that I fly out of at O'Hare now. It's funny because we are very on the same wavelength with some of our food thoughts that are you and me not popular. Yes. Okay. Not fans of peanut butter. And yeah, I don't if I if I, I don't was, think Russ doesn't either though. Really? Yeah. No. Nope, Take that nope. everybody else that gives me crap I th- about I it. I thought I was the only one. That's no. a community I didn't Dang. think existed. In it was me and my brother out here for a long time, living fighting a good fight by ourselves. My girlfriend who troll me got a peanut butter ornament for the Christmas tree. And I was like, you know what? I appreciate the effort in the troll. I'll I'll give her that one. But respectful troll. We love yeah, it. Like I get, I, would, I get mad at my wife when she eats peanut butter around me. Because I feel like we've been married a long smells. time. Can't I tell my, I think I'll tell the story. Go ahead. When she gets in the car with it, mm-hmm. I roll down the window and I don't care if it's December. Like I'm driving with this window open so I don't have to smell it. I don't care if it's 10 degrees outside. You see, Jay, I told her, I've told this story on uh on here before where my, we're going to family road trips back in the day and my dad would be eating peanuts and blowing oh. the peanut breath into the back. Gross. Oh. <laughs> it's horrible. Horrible. Just crop dusting you with he peanut breath. He's he downing peanuts on the drive and going just fumigating the, the car. Ugh. So in high school, I was dating someone and we were hanging out at her place. And when, when we kissed, I like pushed back, like kind of like pushed her shoulders and pushed myself back. So, and I was like, oh, God. And yeah. she's like, what's wrong? I was like, did you just eat peanut butter? And she out of her pocket, she pulled out a Reese's chapstick. Oh, no. And I was I like, easy. I was I like, no, nope. right now. Yeah, I was like, off. this this is not happening like that. That has to go. Or you wear that on days when you know, you're not going to see me because that's a no fly zone. Like it's, it's not just the taste. It's the smell, like the, the smell that like all of it is just, it's disgusting. I don't think I could, I don't think I could kiss. I don't think I could kiss anybody that had just finished eating a peanut butter sandwich. I don't think no, I could do it. Hell no. I don't care who they are. Better if you had smoked a few cigarettes right before that. I could handle that. (laughs) I would rather smoke a cigarette, which I also have never done. But I would rather smoke a cigarette than eat a spoonful of peanut butter, hands down. Not even close. One kills you. One keeps you alive. Peanut butter is like like an amazing food that keeps you alive. But I'd rather one step closer to the grave than eat a scoop of peanut butter. It's the tough world we live in where we're right and everybody else is wrong. I want to talk about the latest media controversy. There's one of these every week, but uh, this one is about Sports Illustrated. And we can get into all we want about the demise of Sports Illustrated. I I don't know if we need to do that. I think that's well covered. Yeah. And I don't know if that's something that other people, especially if they're under 30, really have a grasp of anyway. I grew up reading Sports Illustrated. That is part of, I wouldn't say I learned how to read from Sports Illustrated, but I think I learned a lot about how to write from Sports Illustrated and learned a ton of vocabulary from Sports Illustrated. And when you're a kid, the more you read of anything, the better. If your kids are sitting there reading Harry Potter, the fact that they're reading is good. It doesn't have to be reading the encyclopedia, another old person thing that you guys wouldn't know about. But like to me, it's incredible to me. It is surreal to me to be at the Chicago Sun-Times and be on the same staff as Rick Tellender, Sports Illustrated legend. Like that Rick Tellender has my number and we chat every now and then is right. 
It's like being friends with a, a, a famous person. It's crazy to me. The controversy with Sports Illustrated right now, though, involves AI. And that's a bigger conversation that applies to a lot more things in life and how authentic you really want things to be. And in my case, I, I see stuff like this and I wonder, does, do, other, do people half my age see it the same way? Or is this one of these things that I'm hanging on to that is an example of the world passing me by and me getting older as I approach 40? But Sports Illustrated basically got caught using AI writers? Like yeah. fake created, like create a player uh, or randomly generated player on a video game, writers, so and writing fake stories. So you're reading all these stories on Sports Illustrated's website, and it's like an outdoors column endorsing a certain product. Like here's what you need if you're a camper or whatever, and it's a fake picture of a fake person, and the entire story is AI generated. And uh, what was the what was the company that caught them for it? Uh, was it Futurism? Futurism is a website that caught onto this. They found a picture of one of the supposed writers on a website that generates fake pictures. And as soon as they started asking questions about it, all these things disappeared magically. Sports Illustrated blames this on a third party, which is exactly the move that you do now. I think. The next time I say something wildly inappropriate on here, I'm going to say that was from a third party. That wasn't really me. What this really gets to for me, though, Russ, is do you want this? Do you care? They're doing this with books now. They do this with everything. Do you care if you get a book or an article that is AI generated? Does that matter to everybody? It matters to me. I don't want that. I don't want a book that a computer formula created off of somebody else's work. I want to read a book that I know another human sat down and thought through and wrote. And I want any of anything I read in a magazine like that too. But I don't know if everybody else cares like that. Well, I 100% care. First of all, because I'm in the profession of- We're in the business. We're the ones that will um, lose their jobs to the machines. Media. Two, right. um, there is no computer that can do what I can do. I'm going to say it right now. Right. Computers don't have feel. Computers can't interview people. Uh, I know there's some AI software that where you basically do an interview, but it's not no, that real. There's no um, I can't sit in front of somebody as a real human being and have a conversation where I can not have predetermined questions and go off of their response. Like, no, that doesn't work. And the idea that and it's a shell of itself of what it used to be SI. And I'm with you. Like when I was a kid. I can think of all the iconic covers. Like I got the cover at my house with LeBron on it, right? Um, it was the best of the best of our business. It was story the ultimate by Grant Wall, the late great Grant Wall. When he was just, he wasn't even writing soccer. He was writing about basketball and uh, the Tom Verducci story that had Bryce Harper on the cover at 16 years old. Uh, yeah, Gary, Gary Smith, all the incredible features writers that were there. This was the ultimate for photography or writing in our field. It was. And so I know that's the bar that we've had for them for so long. Obviously, that bar is not there anymore because not a long it's time. been gutted and they have very few of those people still left on staff. But that bothers me a great deal because I already feel like reporters, writers, journalists aren't valued by companies who know better. And then you have these other companies in there like, well, if we're just driving traffic and engagement anyway... We don't need to pay people and, you know, we can just have AI do it. No, 
No, you can't. And not only did they get found out, they took it down right after it was reported on. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you were that embarrassed. And then oh, like like children being caught doing something wrong, like their parents walk in. Yeah. And then like you have to have a meeting with, you know, the the SI union that they have of like what that was and like why you did that. It's it's sad. I think AI is dope for a lot of different reasons in the world. And I think it's going to do a lot of good things are going to come from it. But I think it's moving and changing so fast that bad things are happening like this, where not only are you creating stories, you're creating fake writers with fake bios and all this other stuff. Like that's crazy, but I don't think we've seen the last of it. I really don't. No, not at all. And it, it's part of your basic life anyway. There is not a person when you plug something into Google Maps. There's not a per, or ways. There's not a person on the other end, and like kept pulling out a map like my dad used to when we go on a road trip. I'm like, well, here's how we're gonna get there. Like that's AI generated. When you play video games against the computer by yourself, that is AI generated. What this really goes down. What this really makes me ask myself, though, Russ, it's not so much about exactly what Sports Illustrated did or ethics or where we're headed AI wise down the road. It's do you care? Do people care? I do. But do I the think cons- people do care. Do about the consumers it. care uh, that something is human made? Do they care that something that they read is created by a person or by a computer? And like when you say no one can do what you do, mm-hmm. I, I want to preface this by you, you, you have, there's no doubt in your mind how much I respect you and your talent. You no, know I get that. you. I get what but, you're about. But there are authors. This is happening with uh, authors who write books now, and I've heard I've heard them interviewed about this. They are shocked to read the AI generated books that are selling on Amazon that mimic their style and their characters incredibly. So you have unique talent, and maybe it is a little different being doing some of the TV work that you do. But I'm telling you right now, they can create programs that write in the style of Russ Dorsey. And what I want to know is does anybody care like if you find out this book that you read you know my kids read harry potter so that's like what comes into my head if you find out that hey she didn't really write the third harry potter book a computer program did that does that change it for you does that ruin it for you i just think when we start taking the soul out of stuff i think you lose a lot of it right like i completely agree with you but but are we speaking for everybody but i i do think when it comes to like our business i can't speak for books because i Feel like people might feel different like hey if i'm entertained i'm entertained but i think when it comes to sports and the fact that it does like we're talking about real people that perform that do the things that we cover and so real interactions have to happen you can't yeah that's that. different than writing a fiction so because book. Yes. of that i do think for what we do i don't think you could do that with ai i really don't you can write blogs and you write articles with ai but like you can't do what you, you do. Can write fiction. You can write kind of um, interesting, yeah, yeah. you know, f- uh, fantasy stories and stuff like for that. Sure. But I, I want to go to a restaurant, for example, and I want a person to have made that. I want a chef to have come up with that idea and made it. And I love to cook, so it matters to me. Like I like doing that, and so I like thinking of someone else doing that. One of my. Um, one of my favorite uh, restaurants, it's not open anymore, but it was in Brooklyn and they had at the bar, the end of the bar, maybe the last like five to six seats looked right into the kitchen. And those are seats 
I guess people didn't want because that's like the last ones they would fill. I sat there a couple of times. I loved it. I was fascinated by it. Watching them make all these dishes and seeing that it's made by human hands. I'm sure they make robots and stuff that can prepare and cook food now. I'm sure that's not even a reach. Um, but I don't want that. There is still some, for all the isolation that we have with our phones and with technology and social media and things like that, apps, you know, I, and I'm just, I'm like a lot of people, like I mobile order because I don't want to have to wait in line and stuff like that. But I want the bare minimum human connection of when I'm reading a book or a story or eating food, I want to know that that was made by a person. And it would ruin it for me to find out after the fact that it wasn't. And I think, and Kevin, you can go after this. I, like, if I go on ChatGBT and I say, and that's for everybody out there, ChatGBT is like the big AI software on that you readily available to people. If I say, can you, can you explain how it works? Because I've never used it. Can you explain in like, it's basically like, like quickly what, software what you do with it? Where you type in how um create, xyz with this style or whatever okay and it'll like go through all the ai stuff and boom pop it out so like i can gotcha. go and chat gbt and say hey give me the best chocolate chip cookie recipe enter it in and it will give me what it believes is the best chocolate chip cookie recipe and you know what it's probably fantastic <laughs> that's the great part about ai right that i can get with that part of ai but you can't go to chat GPT and say, hey, write me a, a, a hip hop song in a melodic tone with the style of Drake, which is happening now. That's another one. Fake songs I mean, are being made. There's a lot of machinery and technology involved in making music to begin with. But yeah, I think you want that to have come from a human being. Yeah, and you do. But. That, unlike what we're talking about with sports and media, like you can't fake a, a lot of the aspects that we do at our job, but you can in music. You can fake a lot of it. Yeah. And I think you have the same thing where some artists are like, damn, it's dope to like not have to figure out a lot of this stuff and use AI. Cool. But when labels are already looking to not pay producers and not pay um the 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 uh, people who mix the music other people in the room that are the heart and soul of what music is that's when it becomes an issue in movies it's happening we already have in studios not trying to pay people yeah because they want to have ai generated scripts. forever after i got it right what no royalties to anybody mm -hmm. yeah i mean but campy is that like is that hit the same way to someone that's 15 to 25 because part of these things for me is being 39 years old and having grown up as a kid without any of this, where we had dial up internet that barely worked until probably like 16, 17. Like there, there was it, the world that I lived in until I got to college was a lot different than the one from college to now. The first 20 years of my life is a lot different than the most recent 20 years. A lot of people, 15 to 25, are essentially growing up in this. I don't know if it hits them as weird as it does to me. It probably doesn't. And, but I think it could be one of those just experience things where maybe for them now it's great where they're like, Hey, I have this paper that I don't really want to do, but if I can plug this in and get a paper written for me, great. But then 
it gets to like the world that we grew up in. We had the carrot of long career retirement, all that stuff. As long as you do your job really well, but especially in the world that we live in, in media, that all has changed so much. And right. to your overarching question of do people care? I think people do care. If like, if you just said, Hey, do you care? I think the answer from a, I would say at least two thirds of people would be, yes, I absolutely care. But the question is, since now these companies are starting to prove they're not going to be honest about it, to what lengths are people willing to go to make sure that the content that they're consuming and that they enjoy is from real people and not AI generated, which is such a cynical way to look at it. And I don't mean for it to sound like, well, it's on the consumer no, it's a good to be point. like that, but like, that's kind of what these companies are doing. You know, like Maven, that's the SI one where they're all, that's all they've done is taken brand names, live off the brand name, strip out the guts and, and just, it's essentially taking a classic car and then just putting in a bunch of crap parts and then selling the original parts to people that truly care to restore those types of cars. Like that's what these companies are doing now. And it's, it's not fair to put on the consumer that just wants to read a good, wants to read a good article on where Shohei Otani signs and the impact it's going to have on everything around that team. Now they're having to do all this extra work. And at some point people are just going to say, Hey, whatever I can find, I can find. And that's going to feed into what these companies are doing. Russ, this is like a crazy dystopian future that he's describing to me though, where it's like how we have now we have bi organic, you know, by eco-friendly, by uh, conflict free. Now we're going to have by human made. Like I, I, we pay a little extra because we like it to be human made. He makes points and, and like, Hypothetically, if The Athletic started writing features that were written by AI, I would feel a way about it. One, because I have a lot of friends who work at The Athletic who are great at what they do. And also because it hurts my sensibilities as a journalist, which is what yeah. this does. It's like my livelihood is that where somebody says, I can fake you. Right. I create a brother. That's what these authors were talking, have been talking about in their interviews. It's happening more to them where these books are being generated off their style, their types of characters, their writing, and then sold on Amazon for six bucks or whatever. Yes. It bothers me for the same reasons it does to you because I care about journalism and I've made my career in journalism. I'm trying to think about if I wasn't, if I wasn't invested in it like that. If it wasn't something that matters to me and that I draw income from, you know, as just the average person, how much do they care that something that a a game story, for example, you're not gonna be able to talk, you're not gonna be able to like interview people, I don't think, but like maybe maybe that'll happen though. Maybe we're 20 years away from that, where part of the press conference will be reserved for AI generated questions. I don't know, but I mean, do you need that to be written by a person? I do, but I don't. I don't know if the average person does when you already have so you already have the average media consumer doesn't doesn't make a lot of distinctions in my mind like they don't distinguish between what the team puts out and what the local media puts out like they don't make a distinction between objective and biased they don't take into account ESPN for example has TV deal like has money contractual partnerships 
there's a lot of local coverage in markets where that outlet, that website, that cable channel has a, a partnership with that team financially. Um, you know, I don't think people are drawing distinctions between some of that. And so I could see you, it's not much more of a step to me for them to fail to draw a distinction between, well, this is written by Russ Dorsey and this is written by AI generated bot Ross Dorsey. Russ, let's do the news. Okay. This is kind of a cool story. It's like a quirky, weird story, but the, every fan's dream happened to an Arizona family on their way to the Cardinals-Rams game on Sunday. A family of five, three kids, they were at a gas station on their way to the game in Arizona, and they saw at the gas station Cardinals linebacker Jesse Lucetta. This is in the morning. He had a flat tire and needed a ride to the game. Here's how Jesse Lucetta tells the story. I left the team hotel uh, reasonably uh, early, thinking I'm going to make it to the stadium, get there, warm up, and I'm hit on the highway. All of a sudden, I get a notification, tire issue. So I'm like, all right, cool. I think it's a situation where I could put some air, make it to the gas station. wasn't working. So as I'm, I'm sitting there, I look to my right. I see a family. They're in Cardinals gear. It looks like they're going to the stadium. So I'm like, I have absolutely nothing to lose. Pull my window down. I just yell out, you guys going to the stadium? He looks at me a little crazy. I'm like, he's like, yeah. I'm like, I'm a player. I got a flat tire. Can you guys help me out? Uh, I need a ride to the stadium. Walks back to the car, talks to his wife. He's like, heck yeah, come on. And uh, they got me there on time. Had a blast talking talking to his kids the whole the whole way there. And, you know, I made it there on time. And, you know, that's all she wrote. How about that? You're jaded, you know, professional media person, Russ Dorsey now. But imagine, like, 10-year-old Russ Dorsey on the way to like a Bulls game or something or a Sox game with his dad. And one of the players is at the gas station and, and you got to give him a ride to the game. That's like a I, weird dream you would have or a story you would make up. I would never believe anyone in that situation though. I would, if I'm the dad, I'm not like, yeah, right. You're not, a, you're, well, you, you play on the team and you need me to give you. Unless you like, are a real fan, you should know. Like, if I was a 10-year-old and, and Briggs said, hey, man, I need to ride, you know who that is. <laughs> okay, but a lot of football players, you don't know what they look like because they wear helmets, and there's 53 of them. I mean, how many guys on the Bears would have would have facial recognition? See, at I least half of them would. But I would know, even at that age, I would know um, Brandon Iambadejo, who was a special teamer. I would have been, hey, okay. you know what I'm saying? Russell, you would have been chasing him down. Hey, can can you give me a ride? <laughs> can I get a ride to the game? I want to ride with you. I remember this happened to Giannis his rookie year, where I don't remember how he got in the situation to where he was running late, and I guess Uber wasn't quite as much of a thing when he was a rookie. I run into the, the yeah. He was he was literally running to the stadium in yeah. the cold, not wearing a jacket, and a couple pulled over and was like, "Hey, you're a." you're a Bucks player, right? And he's like, yeah, I, I'm trying to get to the stadium. So he just said, screw it, I'm going to run. And they're like, do you want to ride? So Giannis was like, yeah, sure. So he just got in their car and they took him to the stadium in Milwaukee. Wow. One of my first questions about this is, what are the Cardinals doing that their players are driving to games? Because almost every team, every team that I know of, like they stay, and he even said that, they stay in a hotel. They stay in a team hotel the night before the game because they have meetings 
So even in a home game, the Bears are at a hotel having meetings and stuff at the hotel the night before a game. And then there's buses from there to the field. So what is he doing driving his own? Do the Cardinals not provide transportation from the team hotel to the stadium for games? Anyway, uh, Jesse Lucchetto was 30 minutes away from the stadium at this time. You might be sitting here second guessing, aren't there a million ways that that he could get there? Uh, He said that he probably would have been late for the time he was supposed to be there if he had called the team and asked them to send an employee to help him or if he had called an Uber and had to wait for it. Uh, The dad that gave him a ride, his name is J.W. Phillips, said that Jesse Lucchetto was, quote, the nicest guy you will ever meet. He took some selfies with them and he got them uh, he got them into the good parking lot, the players parking and got them tickets to the next home game as well. It's not like this great story of heroism, but I mean, that's got to be like the coolest thing ever. But it's been like as a hey, kid. Man. Yeah, we give you a ride. we're going to the game. And then one of the there's a it sounds like just a crazy dream I would have that like I was driving the game and, you know, there was uh, there was Nick Saban at the Burger King asking me if he, I could give him a ride to the game. You need some of those good. We have too many bad stories these days. Like, yeah, a it's just a story. fun, happy story. You're right. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever been on the ride. It's a small world at Disney. I don't know if that was part of your childhood, uh, but it's it's extremely long and slow and boring. I'm not sure why it's still there. I can't imagine any kid is excited to go on. It's a small world. Uh, but a guy, uh, a guy at the at Disneyland in Anaheim came up with a good way to spice this up. This was on Sunday, I believe. He uh, stripped down and started wandering around the displays. So he's wandering around in his underwear, kind of like a cat. He's crawling around like among the animatronic dolls and um, uh, whatever else. And and I don't know if you've seen the videos. I've seen a few videos of this. And uh, for a while, he's just kind of crawling around and sitting in places and pushing dolls out of the way on his way to other things in his underwear. And then uh, eventually ditches the underwear and just, you know, streak streaking, I guess. I don't know if you'd call it streaking. Streaking to me connotes like you're running before security can get you. This guy was just kind of just having a leisurely walk around the small world ride in the nude. And the videos of this are amazing because if you think about it, Russ, it's weird enough the guy's doing this, but who else is there? It's all families with children strapped in locked into these cars like what do you what do you tell your kids with sitting in front of you what are you are you like trying to get them not to watch or are you just like hey this is how the world works you guys got to get used to this weird stuff happens i think there this is yes you try to cover your kids eyes you as a parent have to like kind of sit there and take it but it how ironic <laughs> that the brother's in there naked in the it's a small world oh People were yelling at him in the video and mostly seemingly for his own safety to yelling at him like, hey, you're going to get hurt. You're going to fall. Stop doing that. They need to stop the ride, yelling for people to stop the ride. Uh, this this man, 26 uh, year old, was uh, eventually dragged out of Disneyland by six cops wrapped only in a blanket and was later charged with uh, indecent exposure and being under the influence. I don't even know if they had a test for the second one. That was just kind of a gimme. Pretty good guess by them. Finally, Russ, it seems a little too easy to me to get a hold of wild animals, like wild and dangerous animals. You would mm-hmm. think there would be a very difficult process for that. But a full-blown lion, like when you picture a lion, the full thing that you're picturing, mane right. and everything, this is not like a mini lion, 
petting zoo lion or anything like that. This is a full-blown lion. Right. Got loose from a circus in the suburbs of Rome, Italy, and was loose on the streets in this town called Latispoli, Italy. It's a coastal town in suburban Rome. Uh, was on the loose on the streets for five hours. So from about 5 p.m. to 10 p.m., this lion was on the loose. I will show you a picture of it. Um, I saw the enclosure that it was in at this so-called circus, and it, it looks like a petting zoo. And this is kind of what I'm talking about, about like that doesn't look like a real cage at a zoo. That looks like the same thing you would use to pen in a goat. And it just seems like there should be more regulation on getting a hold of lions, tigers, you know, anything, anything vicious. The craziest thing, though, this lion, its name is Kimba, like just did nothing. It walked around and like just walked through some neighborhoods, walked through some parks. It got scared off a couple times by a cop car uh, that when they were trying because they're trying to catch this thing. And uh, they eventually sedated it and caught it. And like nothing ever happened. It didn't attack anyone. Just kind of walked around, checked out the city. Um, the mayor, Alessandro Grando, said, and this is again where I'm very concerned about how easy it is to get these animals, said that the circus staff saw three people running away from the enclosure and later found a broken lock. And it just seems like that prank, like a lion-related prank, should be much harder to pull off. It shouldn't be something that just like three people could come in with wire cutters and next thing you know, there's a there's a lion just walking down the street ready to eat somebody. Uh, could you imagine being in that town and getting the warning that the mayor put out? The mayor put out a, a warning, a statement at 5 p.m. saying everyone needs to stay inside because there's a lion that got out from a circus. One, no parts. I'm going to go. I'm staying inside for that. I'm like, OK, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, we're not going to. I don't, I, I'm cool. To, I'll just watch some. Hey, well, what do we got in the freezer? So we get the all clear on the lion that's out on the street. Everything's fine. The lion's okay. Nobody got eaten. I just would like to see a little tighter rules for how you get a, a lion. That's all. Yeah, let's get some titanium bars or something in there. Yeah, there should be certain standards for the cage. I don't that think just looks like that looks like that. Uh, the thing I showed Russ, and you know, you're just listening to this, so you can't see it. Chicken but wire. I, I you could buy that at Home Depot. You should have to at least go to like a that. zoo store or something. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised the lion didn't just get out on its own, just muscle its way out of there at some point. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta do better than that. That's the news. Oh man, it's been a, been a fun episode of, of sports adjacent this week. Uh, Campy, we would like to say thank you for being with us each and every week while Tone has been out. I want to personally say we appreciate you. Check out the I'm Fat podcast that he does with Jay Zawalski. It is great. I appreciate both of you for giving me the latitude to uh, contribute as much as I have been when I'm here for Tone. No, we 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 appreciate it. And I know the people do as well. Uh, we like to thank our lovely sponsor, Sheets and Giggles. They have the buy one, get one half off sale going on right now. You can get the sheet set. If you buy one, it is the holiday season. Christmas is coming. And I know if you're like me, you haven't done what you're supposed to do yet. Right. So buy one sheet set. You get another one half off. They are the best sheets money can buy. You get the flannel boys, the pillows that are awesome. Go to sheetsgiggles.com. Buy one, get one 
half off. We are also brought to you by BetMGM. You can get up to $1,500 back in site credit. It's a lot of site credit if you don't win your first bet. Using promo code adjacent1000. That is adjacent1000. If you want to be like Campy and bet on the in-season tournament, bet on the NBA, still a lot of uh, football left in the regular season. They talking about uh, Aaron Rodgers. Is He started practicing today, which is crazy. And we should talk about that at some point because I just have questions. Uh, I watched an entire speed bridge surgery, which is what he got today, just to kind of try to understand what is happening and I still don't understand. Like, it's crazy. Um, BetMGM, the king of sports books. Jason, anything for you? Let the folks go. Well, you brought it up. I mean, do you really think he's going to play again this season? I don't see the reason to, to be honest with you. Like, I really – like, they're closer to I think that's going to be his out on it. They're closer to being at the bottom of the league than the top. So, like, did you want to just prove to people that you could come back? Knowing that you wouldn't come back or weren't coming back. I think he'll be able to say I could have if I wanted to, but the team was four and nine, so I didn't. I think he'll have the out on them being bad. But he'll tell you that he could have. That's where we're at. I I feel that. And he's like, ha, modern medicine. So you watched the surgery just just kind of for for the hell of it? Well, here's my thing. I had a fully ruptured Achilles tendon. Yeah. As they told us, Aaron Rodgers did too. I was 18 when I tore mine, and it took me a year to fully recover from that. He's going to be 40 on Saturday. And I know I don't have the doctors and the money that he had, but I had 30 years on that motherfucker. <laughs> so I know it would have been should have been a lot easier for me to recover from an Achilles tear than him. So I need to see what the speed bridge surgery actually was. And what it is, instead of just reattaching, making the big incision, taking your Achilles where it's split and suturing it and making it strong good and letting it heal. They take out a piece of your heel bone. They drill two holes in it. Then they drill two more holes on the underside. Then they take uh, these little cords uh, and tie them to your Achilles tendon and pull it down. Then they take- You really, your, you really did watch this. Wow. I watched the holes. I like literally watched them cut the foot open. And they do it more towards the bottom of your foot than the ankle calf area where it's normally done because they got to get into that heel bone. Then they tie it basically into a crisscross. So it looks like this. And then they hammer it into your heel bone. This is so disturbing to listen to. It's, but it, it's, it's way less invasive than the <laughs> surgery that I had, which is why the recovery is much less. Yeah. Interesting. It's like a it's, new- it is interesting. Like, and somebody who had the, the big surgery, I'm like, well, damn. But I just I just have a hard time believing that he could do this. And where did the crystals come into play in this? Oh, they didn't. There were no crystals in that room. Oh, you, well, you didn't watch the actual Aaron Rodgers surgery then, I'm sure. <laughs> and I don't, that, care what, I don't care what Aaron said. He probably had the crystals next to the bed when they were doing it, but <laughs> they was cutting into that. Bro. Was this he, done in a room with no lights? The there surgery... The yeah. surgery you described is not as wild to me as the fact that you sat and watched a video of a surgery. That is you know, wild. It only took 12 minutes, which is the crazier part. Really? That's crazy to me that you watched a video of a surgery today. Oh, 
But you sound like you learned how to do it. You sound like it was like a like a like a DIY thing on YouTube, where you're like, oh, okay, now I can. If, if any of my friends need this, I, I, I got it. Put a gun to my head and show us how to do the speed bridge surgery. I probably could get by. <laughs> 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 we will catch you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.